0: On the Rearble podcast, we're turning our attention to startups this time because, as you know, if you're starting a business, cash investments are first and foremost on your mind. But the statistics published by the Small Business Administration in the United States shows just how hard it is for a startup uh, to turn into a continuing, ongoing concern. 20% of businesses fail in the first year, according to their uh, statistics published this year. Half of companies fail within five years, and only one-third survive to have a 10th anniversary. Now, the issue, of course, is that a lot of those uh, cash problems have two sources. One, Simon, is investment Mm. and actually starting with the right amount of money. Mm. And the second is to not pay for everything out of capital. You've got to ramp up your sales pretty quickly so that you're generating cash and you're able to then afford your bills.
1: Yeah, um, one of the things that uh, that we talked about before and which we've included in our book, Let the Cash Flow, which is designed to help you, the SME owner, or you, the executive in a large company, to get paid on time, is that you need to understand the impact of growth on cash flow and cash needs. Most people who start companies aren't accountants and they don't necessarily know how the balance sheet works. Well, the bottom line is that for many, many companies in many, many industries, The more you sell and the more successful you are, quote-unquote, the more cash you actually need to operate the business. This comes as an enormous surprise to many entrepreneurs because intuitively they assume that if customers are beating down their door, (laughs) they must have more and more and more and more money, but mostly they don't. Why? Well, because everything you need to invest to provide your product, including salaries and raw materials and stuff, you have to pay for up front. But if you're in a B2B scenario... Your customers have got credit terms and can take a month or two months to pay you. So that scenario, that dynamic means that as you grow, you need more cash. So the first thing is do a proper cash flow projection. And that's in the book. There's a very nice and simple template for you to do that. And that might tell you, to your surprise, that based on when you pay your suppliers and when you pay your customers pay you, that as you grow, you actually have less and less cash. So that's the first thing. So in terms of why SMEs fail, free cash, that is free cash, which is your profit and loss account looks great because your profit and loss account says we've sold this many things with this much margin. Wow. We're making a ton of money. And then you get a letter from the bank saying we're not going to pay any of these because you've got no money in the bank account. The difference between profit and loss account or income and expenditures, the Americans call it, and balance sheet, it's a critical difference. So you need to start by understanding the impact of the balance sheet on, on growth. And secondly, you then need to understand what your cash needs are likely to be and ensure to your point, Mark, I've, I've eventually got there, that you're either <laughs> adequate, adequately capitalized to begin with, that is that you have enough of a cash reserve to be able to get through your period of growth and sustain it, or you have access to other funds in the forms of further shareholder investment or bank borrowing agreed ahead of time at competitive rates to get you through your growth. Because the worst thing that can possibly happen is that having not foreseen this, you hit a wall. You can't pay salaries, you can't pay your suppliers, and your customers still want to do business with you. And I've seen some very unfortunate things happen. Really? Um, Well, one of the things that can happen, and there are some very famous examples of this um, in business history, um, is you might find that the only way that you can survive is to take in an investor. And because you've got no cash and you can't borrow it from the bank, that investor is gonna demand a very big chunk of your company for stumping up the cash. And I've seen this over and over again. So somebody who's done nothing to help you might come along and say, I want 40% of your company, or even a controlling interest uh, to give you the $100,000 that you need to get not to go bust, yeah? Yes. It's Surprisingly common.
0: Um, so so there are separate issues really having enough capital to begin with possibly raised from your own uh understanding the
1: implications of growth on on on, on
0: cash availability
1: uh of course that's not set in stone once you've done your initial cash flow estimate you can do some things to mitigate the impact of growth on cash flow you can look at your trading terms to ensure that some customers who are interested in doing it and have the money pay you in advance or pay you early you can cut better terms with your suppliers on the basis of growth because there's a dynamic here. Everyone wants to grow. So if you have a supplier, you anticipate growth and you say, we think we're gonna be ordering twice as much from you in six months as we are now. What if if that comes to be? What can we do in terms of looking at our trading terms with you when that happens? Because that supplier wants to sell you more. So think creatively about how to manage cash flow. do whatever you need to mitigate the challenges as you grow but also make sure that you have you have sources of money to fall back on.
0: Yes, which brings me back to the point I was going to make before you interrupted me, that uh, in essence, you, the, the cash consideration is one, the, the, the starting capital, yeah. raising money from your own savings or investors. Yeah. Uh, separate from that is what you talked about, working capital uh, and, and ensuring that you continue to generate enough cash to sustain the business. But they all come together, when it comes to pitching to an investor for perhaps the second round of funding, demonstrating that you can get paid on time by mm. your invoices is hopefully not going to have them asking for 40% of the company. Is it actually a, a bargaining point to say, look look how good we are at turning invoices that, into cash? That, that's a great point. You know, I've now reached that level of senescence where I have
1: many contemporaries who act as angels or advisors to new enterprises. And two of them in the last year have said to me, it just amazes me, Simon, that when I go and sit down with a newly constructed company, the first thing I asked is to see the cash flow. In more than 50% of those meetings, they look, they look absolutely aghast. What they've done is they've done a profit and loss account, which is this is what it costs us to make things. This is what we're gonna get. Here's our margin. Look, we're gonna make lots of money. They don't do cash flows. It's the cash flow that's critical. Every meeting you have when you do a startup, You should be looking at cash flow, yeah? Um, It's simply not understood.
0: Because they're so busy thinking about their algorithms, uh, their programming, their website, their portal, their platform, and not not so much about the cash. But uh, therefore, is there a a correlation? I mean, can we really say that, okay, if you manage to get your invoices paid by, you know, down to X number of days, then this translates into tangible benefits. You asked
1: about getting investors
0: investors
1: need to know that you know what you're doing if you have a dynamic or you have to pay your suppliers in 30 days but the industry typically requires 45-day payment terms from your customers because everyone does that i mean it might be you can wiggle it a bit but the reality is let's assume that's the case that means that that every time you grow your sales you essentially, essentially have to invest in 15 days more working capital of your turnover right so the more you sell the more you have to invest if you understand that and you articulate that in your, in your cash flow and you show an investor that you've understood that and you ask for an appropriate amount of investment to actually cover that rate of growth over time the investor's fine with that because many businesses have that dynamic what in what terrifies investors is if you have a kind of utopian view that uh <laughs> if everybody loves you Uh, You're going to be a millionaire by the end of the month. Yes, we only need to capture 1% of the market. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, We've all seen that, right? Um, So, um, yeah, do your homework, understand cash flow, model it, and then do your best to create the kind of behaviors and relationships with your customers, with your suppliers, and with your people to ensure that the importance of cash is understood. And, you know, if you need suggestions on things that you can do, look at our book, Let the Cash Flow,
0: or talk to us. One final point. Let's end where we started, Simon. Uh, We started talking about the Small Business Administration in the United States, and I talked about the statistics which show that 20% of businesses fail in the first year, 50% within five years, and two-thirds within 10 years. How much could those statistics come down if they got their cash flow right? Because cash flow is only one one such input, right? Are there any others which you see as uh, main reasons for why businesses fail?
1: Well, Running out of cash is not the first reason that businesses fail. The first reason that businesses fail is actually they, they, they're they wrong about the market, and they don't get enough sales. So, so that's the first reason. But we don't address that. That's down to you. If your thinking is wrong or you've gone about the market wrong or you've misunderstood, that's terrible. The thing about cash flow, which is the second most common reason why businesses fail, is that you really can do something about it. Think about this. The problem you have is that you've got a good product because your customers are buying it, but you're Providing it so successfully that you can't find enough cash to actually run the business day to day, that means you're actually doing it right. So provided you've understood that and the dynamic effect that that has, then there are lots of things that you can do to mitigate that, including talking sensibly to investors or banks. Banks understand working capital. Um, In fact, they're delighted to lend money provided you show that you know what's going on. So they want a three-year forecast that says, if we grow this amount and this is our customer mix and these are our trading terms, this is what we're going to need to fund the business. Yeah, you can have those kinds of conversations. The conversations it's much harder to have are when all your checks have bounced. I know we don't have checks anymore, but I'm very old fashioned. When all your checks have bounced, you know, all your staff are looking very thin indeed because they haven't had a decent meal in three months. (laughs) And then you go to the bank and say, oh, damn, we got it wrong. You know, can can we have a million bucks? Uh, that's not a good conversation to have because you don't look competent. Yes.
0: All right. Let the Cash Flow is the book. Marshall Cavendish is the publisher. Amazon and other bookstores online are the platform where you can buy your copy. You can also go to riabu.com where you can uh, implement the things that we talk about in the book to your own business. It uh, ensures that you have all the right templates, all the right standards and processes in place so that you can get paid on time. Simon, that's the end of our podcast, but I do have an analogy. Do you think this works? Um, If you're like a steam engine. I do like a steam engine. Yeah, I I know you'd like this one. Uh, But does this work? You're kind of the guy who shovels coal from the tender into the furnace. And the problem for companies is that... Stoker. The stoker. Is that the Mm. official word? I I wouldn't have known that. Um, But, you know, in essence, what you've got is the slower the stoker stokes the fire, as it were, um, I mean, part of the problem is that there is not enough coal in the tender, but part of the problem also is that the stoker is just not moving fast enough, converting the cash, converting the, the coal into invoice, That's converting true. the invoices into, into fire. Do you like the steam engine That's analogy? true. I
1: like it. I think it's good. In fact, I think we should draw a picture of a steam engine. It's funny you should mention that because I found my steam engine on, on Sunday. Do you have one? Oh, yeah. I've got a working steam engine. You know, it's, about, it's about this big. And... Um, the lady who was sorting out my my spare bedroom said oh what's this and i said "Ah, that's my steam engine Uh, it's lost its funnel unfortunately but um otherwise i think it's good to go
0: yeah because otherwise the startups that you talked about earlier they're they're in essence the trains that have kind of gone off the rails altogether. it doesn't matter how much investor coal you stoke into the fire if you're if you're on the wrong track you're not going to sell your products and services
1: yes i mean that's one i think that's one of the reasons that a business coach or an angel or whatever you want to call them is so important uh, to be able to call the attention of budding entrepreneurs to the realities of doing business. And one of the toughest, one of the reasons, as we said, that companies invariably hit the buffers because they don't understand what happens to cash
0: if you succeed. <laughs> hit the buffers. Yes. <laughs> we, we could keep well, going.
1: You said it was a steam <laughs> engine, <laughs> steam engine like, yeah, yeah, analogy. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you know, well, <laughs> so you actually want to be in the Pullman car, in the luxury car, in the middle of the train, <laughs> yes. having a three-course meal, Confident that there's plenty of coal, plenty of water, and the steam is tuntering away down the track uh, all day. Riding into the sunset. That's what we want for you, folks.